Hello, and I kind of want to dance today, but uh, welcome to Filter Optional. Uh, this is a show with a no filter and a filter. I'm Chico West. I'm the no filter. Yes. And I'm Shannon West. I'm the filter. And so we we come to you, try try to on, on a weekly basis, uh, to talk a diff, about different topics. Uh, but this is a Casa Kalina production. Casa Kalina is a men's 90-day treatment center. Uh, but to, before we start this episode, we were watching uh, last week's episode, listening to it on uh, iTunes, uh, the podcast app, and I tend to breathe heavy. Well, you breathe out of your nose. Yes. And when you're listening, you get right up to the microphone and breathe out of your nose. And it, it, it and so it's usually when I'm talking... <laughs> Because you're listening intently and breathing, and it is so distracting. And so I listened <clears throat> to one of our podcasts on our plane flight um, last week, and just to kind of hear, you know, you like to listen to yourself and critique yourself a little bit. See <clears throat> where we can improve. And I found myself only critiquing you, because because <laughs> you couldn't focus. Your on ice you. chewing. The last episode, I had to call you out twice. Um, live-ish for the ice chewing, and then I had to call you out for your breathing out of your nose. Yes. And so, so this this week, just try to I'm going to open your mouth a little bit. I'm going to open my mouth, but also I, I'm sitting back. So if you're watching this on Facebook, you can see that I'm I'm kind of further away from the mic. Um, and so I'm, I'm really trying to look at that because I listened to it too, and I was going, wow, that is distracting. Oh, I'm so glad you listened. You to overcorrected it, though. You're a little too far from the mic. I I can hear. <laughs> You're a little echoing. Right. Yeah. Well, come on back up a little. But bit. I can't help. I, I, it's a character defect, probably, of me breathing heavy. No, I think it is because you have a nodule on your sinus that you've never had removed because you went to find out what was wrong with you, but then never followed through with the solution. Well, yeah, I didn't want to get my nose you know, fixed. Correct. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's thank- not a character <laughs> defect. It's, it's an actual physical <laughs> defect. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I, I'm, I, okay. I will try not to echo and I will try to work on this for this episode. Yes, perfect. But you know, word, word, progress, again, progress, not perfection. Isn't that what they say? That is what they say <laughs> you know. about everything. So, uh, when this episode airs, you know, on Facebook or on the podcast app and hopefully Spotify as well, you can find us all there. Uh, it'll be July 13th. But today's episode, I'm I'm excited to announce, is sponsored yes. by Visions Adolescent Treatment Center out in California. Yes, and we've had John Lieberman with Visions on the podcast a while ago when we kind of first started, and he was in town. And so you can go back and find the episode with John, and um, we talk a lot about adolescent treatment because it is different than adult treatment in a, many ways. But um, Visions is... Anytime someone calls for adolescent treatment, um, Visions is first on my list. It's just premier, you know, um, great treatment for adolescents um, because it looks different than it, the it does. And the, and the great thing was when I was out in California is I and had, it's in Malibu. It's where I've always told you to send me if 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 you're going to send me off for anything. I did go to Tennessee to onsite, but I if if I had to if I was an adolescent, I would go to Visions. 
Well, good. Yes, <laughs> I've I've sent quite a few Highland Park adolescents. Yes, there. Yes, and so you're a, you're not a Highland Park adolescent, but you're a Highland Park. I was so yes. should have gone then. Yeah, but uh, getting back to uh, I was excited because I got to uh, have coffee with with John and Chris. Uh, you know, Chris and his wife, Amanda, started Visions, and, you know, they, they partnered up with John, and it's a great program. Uh, and the reason why I like the fact that they're uh, sponsoring this uh, is because it's not just, they don't just do treatment for uh, people with, with adolescents with substance abuse, but people with anxiety, depression, you know, the whole spectrum. Even the, they're, they're even doing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but they're even doing the, like the gaming yes. um, stuff now, you know, and especially after this COVID stuff. I mean, we can't help but um, talk about kids, you know, getting addicted to gaming. I mean, how can they not almost? It, it, it just, it's not their fault. Addiction is not anybody's fault. So, but if you find that your child is... Um, acting out sort of having some behaviors you know of stress and anxiety and depression and and maybe correlated to uh the gaming um then visions is a good place to call also exactly for that. and so you know shannon what's what's cool about this episode today is i we're going to really talk about you know how covid and corona uh virus and the the different lockdown and you know the social distancing the math the masking, we're not going to talk about the science behind all that. No. We're going to talk about how it is affecting. I know it's affecting us as adults, yes. but how it's affecting, you know, kids, kids and, and adolescents. Yes, kids and teens, because a lot of this was, I've been begging to do this episode for um, a couple of months now. And I am... Um, it, it's all been spurred. I think that this is, a, you know, divine timing, you know, I mean, God always kind of puts on our hearts when to talk about things. And, um, we could have talked about it two months ago, but I just, I've seen a video of a, a dad pouring out his heart on Facebook that his, uh, 13 year old son committed suicide. And it was this, this whole story about how he had, um, broken, he was really into his game Fortnite, and he had, broken his new monitor, I think by throwing a controller at it or something, you know. Getting frustrated something and angry. Something that our yeah. kids, kids and you, even you and do all the time or whatever. I mean, you don't break monitors all the time, but he broke it and he was so ashamed because he was a good kid. And um, he was so ashamed that he went to his dad and then they got him a new monitor and then he broke the second monitor and at like the day or two before his 14th birthday, I think, and he impulsively killed himself. Um, I think that when you're dealing with kids and teens, sometimes that behavior is very impulsive because they just don't see how they're going to get over the mountain that they have to climb, which for him was breaking that second monitor that his parents hesitated and to buy. And from that story, you and I started talking about, okay, how is it affecting you know, adolescents yeah. and, and, and children too, but really the adolescents and, you know, in our neighborhood and you're seeing it around the country right now, it's like, what, you know, we're big sports, you know, parents yes. and stuff like that. And I, you know, I believe in sports, not just, you know, academics, but you know, the kids all, everybody got sent For the home. mind, the mind, body, spiritual connection, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a physical element to 
our particular children's well-being. You know, their physical fitness is tied to their mental well, and it, health. And, it, and, those, and we'll get in, uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to get into some solutions and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was just saying, okay, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, that, um, you know, since, since, you know, March, April, people, you know, everybody was sent home. They did online schooling. Now they're talking about, are they going to start in the fall and stuff like that? You know, we need interaction and social interaction, but you and I have each other, but our, our, you know, kids need interaction with other kids. Right. From, you know, elementary school kids to middle school to high school. And so they're talking all this, you know, the news is overwhelming and what's going to happen. And that the kids hear that and they, they have anxiety. And I want to share a little story about this real quick is, you know, I'm in on my morning zoom meeting with my buddies from around the country. It's a recovery meeting. And my buddy, uh, Keith, uh, he has grandchildren and he was just talking about one of the, the, someone that they knew came in contact with someone that's tested positive for COVID. And he's talking to his wife, Stephanie, and you know, Stephanie and Keith, uh, and his grandchild overheard it. It's like five or six. And he goes, I didn't even realize, hey, we all need to get tested. And she just took on all that anxiety. Yes. She had heard it. He was just being a grandfather that didn't realize that his five or six-year-old grandchild knew what that was. Well, and we're not used to having the kids around all the time. We're used to having some privacy and so I usually wait until my kids, you know, well, my, my kid now that's 16 in the house, I usually for sure wait till he leaves the house before I call my friends and say, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? You know, if you're going to process with your friends, you usually do it over lunch or dinner or, um, you know, when the, the kids phone. go to school on the phone. But now they're home all the time and we're home all the time and we're still continuing to process, but they are hearing it. Even if we think that they've got their headphones in, their AirPods and or whatever. A, or if they're like this, if you, you if you're listening to the to your uh, podcast app, I'm holding up my phone and looking like I'm playing a video game or yeah, something. Yeah, you're really listening to what the adults are saying because everybody wants to spy. I mean, I when I was a little girl and my parents would have friends over, they would think I was in my room doing, but I wanted to eavesdrop on the par- the adults. You always want to eavesdrop on the adults and see what they're doing. But, and I think that as parents, though, too, we jumped into this mode of um, trying to make sure that our kids were physically taken care of. So it's like that old, all these analogies have led up to this episode, you know, the uh, the old airline al- analogy of put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then put it on your kids. Well, we haven't been doing that. We've been so panicked about how to protect our children in many ways that, we have just been, you know, running on it. Like, what if they go back to school? And what if they, you know, how do we protect our children? And um, we've got to put the oxygen mask on ourselves. And and, and, and so I, I like what you're saying. So let me see if I can help frame it up. Yeah. Is, uh, I I don't believe anybody listening right now will argue that there's that all of us are struggling with some some degree of anxiety, some degree of hey, yes. are are everybody the world literally you can say this statement the world has been shook. Yes. You know, and it's been shook in many different forms, economically, you know, socially, you know, but with this pandemic uh, that that's going to create anxiety. But you know what else? And also, a loss of control. Well, and what fosters more anxiety is just ambiguity. 
So this unknown creates and and uh, it 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 feeds on more anxiety. And yes. so just not knowing, uh, and and things you know we we talked in several episodes ago about uh, things being fluid. Okay, uh, things being fluid. It, it was like just a couple months ago they started opening up. You know Texas. They opened up other states, and now we have more cases. And now they're talking about school uh, not opening school and. For us, being big sports people, you know, the the superintendent of Dallas Independent School District, you know, stated on the news yesterday, uh, I don't see, you know, football being played uh, in the fall. And it's like that creates anxiety. It gave me anxiety. It gave me anxiety. Yes. It gave back anxiety. It, it, and so it, it does those things. And it's like, how come he's saying that? We haven't even made a decision. And yet. kids kids can't absorb that kind of information from a um, either either a scientific um, standpoint or a uh, like they I've saw on so on um, in New Mexico they have canceled high school sports high school football at least for the fall and um, so I saw you know I I'm, I'm pretty much only on Twitter to follow all the football stuff because I find it fascinating but Twitter Twitter can be kind of negative but I saw all these top recruits from New Mexico tweeting that their heart is broken. So this is literally like for us as adults, it's easy to be like, okay, forget football. Who cares about football? Like football is a barbaric sport anyway. Like why, you know, who cares? But if that football disappears. That's fine. That's fine. These kids hearts are broken. And so that, but that, I like what you said that as adults, we say that, Yeah. you know, I think that, feeds more of the anxiety too. It does because it so, doesn't validate their feelings of no. putting 10 or 11 years of hard, hard so work wait, into something. I yeah. agree with you. So like, let's, yeah. let's pause for a second is, yeah. you know, as, as we're talking about this and how, you know, it is affecting children and adolescents and, you know, young adults, uh, what part are we playing into it? And well, so that's what I like. What you're saying is, yeah. You know, parents, everybody, I, you know, what's driving me nuts. I'm, I am getting, I'm, I is everybody has a freaking opinion and they start throwing that out there. You know, it's a barbaric sport or this. Without, or, without, without any pause to how someone's going to absorb that because kids are thinking that their future is ruined. And, and I went and they to live the in the now. Yes. They live in the now. They and are, so, they, and they're so impulsive that they think their future is over. They and could harm gonna, themselves or it's going to dive them. They could start doing drugs because they're like, well, forget it. Yeah. I have they, no They're going to say the effort. Yeah. You know, and that, so, yeah. and so right there is like, I, before you get into the CDC, because yeah. I like, you well, know, where I was you're just going to make one little point. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. But it's just like, wait, I want us, you know, if you're listening to this is like, what part am I playing in this? You yeah. know, what part and, am I playing? If you and I are talking and Beck's around and we're having anxiety and, and yes. our fears and, and some of our stuff, I mean, because personally, I I spoke this morning to my buddy Scott Elkman, you know, who has kids in our neighborhood. Yeah. And I was going, I, yeah, personally, I want football to be around for, you know, my college son, sure. my high school son. He has a high school son playing on the same team. It's like, personally, I want that. But I'm, but... You know, and that's coming out of, you know, in a way, my selfish motive. But then when I step back and I step back this morning, I'm more concerned about these kids and I, how I, to communicate. Okay, that. so that's what I just told a friend yesterday. Also, via text, I said, you know, if I'm going to talk from a selfish, I mean, a 
personal standpoint, not a selfish standpoint, but a personal standpoint, yes, I'm super bummed about the prospect of online school because Beck doesn't want to do that and Travis doesn't want to do it. And the fact the the football disappearing is a big deal in our family personally. But when I step back and start to think about the kids that aren't going to be eating because they their only food source is school, um, how are they going? How are they? How is the world going to manage feeding our children who are already starving? I mean, and that's kind of a leap to a, 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 I say extreme example, but actually it's not an extreme example. It is going to be a tragic situation. Um, and so, what I was going to say about the CDC is you're breathing again. I know, but before, let, let me just pause, because real quick... Well, I just, I, I'm, I, 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 I want to make one no, quick point. I want you to, okay? The, oh real gosh. quick, I'm pausing to talk once again about Visions and John yes. Lieberman, and I just want to give out his number, okay? Well, I'm, wait, I'm okay, giving let's, out his, his cell let's, phone let's number. Let's pause and go into that instead yes. of you just randomly throwing in his cell phone number. Okay. I, okay. So hang on a second. <laughs> okay. okay. We're going to pause and we're going to segue back into, as we're talking about all of these things, what I was going to say, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, and you're not going to interrupt me, <laughs> is that in the CDC recommendations about how to coping with stress, they actually have a coping with stress section on the CDC website. And they um, list all these, you know, risk factors and 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 things that are going on and it doesn't really mention 50 year old moms um it does mention children and teens in the same line with frontline workers okay so and then at the end of mentioning these risky you know categories they just put a list of all the hotlines from the suicide you know hotline on down like you know there's like 10 hotlines and my thought in reading this is you've got to address the teen and uh, kid and teen stress before you get to the hotline point. The hotlines are necessary and they are awesome and we have got to have them, but you've got to address it before you get to a hotline point. And so visions can help you assess and address when they have that, that whole continuum of care, you know, it's like they have residential, they have telehealth for adolescents. They, yes. I, I mean, their, their staff's incredible, incredible. And, and so Chico is going to give out John Lieberman's cell phone, which is a little nugget. I hope he knows you're doing that. Um, uh, if he, he may or may then not. I'm all right. Okay. Yeah. So see. 805-302-9938. Okay. Back that up. 805-302-9936. John Lieberman. And then, <laughs> Tell him Chico sent you. Yeah. <laughs> Chico gave him your number. Okay. Yeah, or you can call their 800 number at 866-749-8101. But getting back to... Yes. Okay. So that's all I was going to say is that, you know, in doing this research kind of for this podcast... We have all these thoughts that go through our head, and I have all these examples, and uh, and I pretty much we pretty much free fall every episode that we do, and just kind of talking from the hip. But um, I was doing just a little research because I'm curious for myself, for my teen, and I was just shocked that it was just all they could offer 
were the hotlines. <laughs> yeah, but here's but, here's the other deal is they did do in in some of that research that you you do have right there in front of you. Uh, this is at the end of May. Three out of ten uh, adolescents uh, and children are experiencing you know harm and anxiety. Another fourteen percent are approaching their limit. Yes. You know, so that you know, so that's you know, right there. That's forty four percent. You know, they've either reached their limit of being on lockdown, being on shelter in place and stuff like that. And so they, they're, you know, that anxiety, that ambiguity, you know, how it is create, it, it is a stressful time. Yes. And so how do we respond to stress? And this is interesting because in the same CDC article that you all can go look at what I'm, it's called coping with stress, coronavirus disease. Um, it was July 1st. 2020 when it was late latest updated but it gives the hotlines it gives the risk factors and then it says healthy ways to cope with stress which is wonderful that they put this in here but as i read it i realize that kids and teens don't have these tools it's know what to do if you are sick and concerned about covid 19 what do you do you go to your yes. parents you and but here's the deal you, is let's pause on that okay Let's pause on that because I, I have that same thing written down right here. Yeah. Healthy ways to deal with stress. You know, if, if you're sick is like, uh, you know, for as parents, if your adolescent or, or your child is sick, is like you're they will feed on your anxiety. We've talked about that stuff in, in previous episodes on addiction and on on codependency and stuff like that. Our kids will pick up that stuff. So make sure you've created a safe place that, okay, hey, we have a plan. How are you this feeling? Is, this is what yeah. we're going to do if you're sick. You know, this is how we're going to address it. Because the anxiety and depression can cause physical symptoms, headaches, um, heart racing, um, you know, panic attacks where you can't breathe. Well, you could even you know? have somatic, somatic symptoms in the sense of oh, psychosomatic, psychosomatic <laughs> symptoms, even it, thinking that you might not be able to smell and stuff like that. No, right, right. And so you might have a sinus infection. Once again, going back to the, you know, earlier in this episode when we said, Hey, they can hear you. And so it's like yeah. giving, giving our kids that safe place to go, okay, Hey, how do you know if you're sick? You know, have some of those comfort conversations with your children and your, you know, these adolescents and, and teens. Yes. And so let me, let me go on real quick. I'll just kind of run through this and then we can talk about it, but talking about don't have the tools. This is what the CDC recommendations are. Okay. Which is what we're supposed to go to. And so it says, know what to do if you're sick, know where and how to get treatment. They're not yes. going to know that. Take care of your emotional health. They okay. don't even understand emotional health. Wait, we can come back. But um, take breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories. Well, they don't listen to the news anyway. They just listen to us, which we're, we are the main source of their airwaves of um, anxiety. You know, whatever's coming out of us is going straight into them. Take care of your body. Take deep breaths. Stretch or meditate. They're not doing that. Um, and try to eat healthy, well-balanced meals. Well, if you don't have – if your uh, parents uh, – have lost their job and and you have hardly any food in the house. I mean, which is a real thing. It's crazy. Exercise regularly. How are you supposed to exercise when you can't get up? Make time to unwind, connect with others. We're telling our kids to stay home and they can't connect with anything and then connect with your community or faith-based organizations like church or things like that. Well, they can't do that either. Anyway, so I'm so, just, but I want yeah. to, I want to come back, back to that because I, I made more notes about that. Yeah. Great. You know, take care of your emotional health is is really get into routine 
they're seeing that a high anxiety is happening with kids that are on the spectrum of autism because you know their whole world where where uh kids with you know on the spectrum of autism they need that routine and so their routines they're not in school they, they you know we we have some friends that you a know, caregiver is not coming or they or... Ca they can't go to, to the horse stables we have a friend that yes. has you know daughter you know rides a lot of horses so it that creates a lot of anxiety and we know that from all the research with autism way before uh COVID, right but it's creating anxiety with kids that don't even that aren't on the spectrum well and it's it, well and it's creating anxiety in the parents too of and both, so you know so how to how to take yeah. care of your emotional health is we got to come up with routines we got to have them you know waking up at a certain time you know and it's hard have, when you i can't even get into a routine i mean i'm just gonna say it, you're correct, but it's hard when I can't even get into a routine. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I am, I'm am grateful because I have a routine. I go down to Casa and stuff like that. Yes. I am, I am still getting out, but there's a lot of people to think of anything. We, we, when this first came up, we talked about that. Things have changed. We didn't anticipate 120 days later that we'd be still kind of in the same place. Right. Pe people are getting there, you know, uh, I like when it says, take care of your body. That's what we're going, wait a minute. It's, it's saying do these things, but then they're going to take away sports exercise in you, you, you kill, you get to address some of these things. The CDC is saying when it with, uh, children and adolescents, if you take away sports, you're also taking away, you know, uh, connecting with others. Yes. They need to connect with others. Now we're, we're not getting into the science. And well, we stuff have to like figure that. out how to safely do that, but that's all part of the process is that we've got to figure out how to, um, safely live with this virus. Cause it's not going away. Even with a vaccine, it's not going away. The flu doesn't go away with a vaccine. It doesn't go away. Okay. So smallpox apparently went away. So that's good. But, um, this is not going away. And, so we, and also I think one thing for kids and teens is that they are so, um, I don't want to say narrow-minded, that's not the right word, but they can't, I, I would they say can't see that this is temporary. They're, I think they're so hyper-focused. Yeah. They're hyper-focused on the well, now. No, but especially, yeah, especially younger kids, I don't think that they can see like adults do that this is a temporary situation i mean we can't live like this forever obviously well, but, but we can look back at history and go there's been other pandemics it might and be stuff. two to four to five years i yes. mean it might be a long time but like i was saying our kids can't remember that you wore shoes through um airline security and got on planes you know with with your shoes on you know or, or smoked whatever. on the airlines or yes oh my gosh i, mean, I, I remember being on the way home from spain on Millennials the church, I mean, on the that. school, on the school, you know, trip, and I was in the smoking section of the airplane. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. You used to yeah. be able to get into the terminal even if you weren't flying. Well, yeah, yeah walk exactly. That, the was, gate. that was before nine eleven. And so, you know, we can see as adults, we can see that th this is all. It's got to be a sort of temporary situation. Although we may have to wear masks on pl planes from here on out, which I quite frankly don't have a problem with. But um, the planes were, are the cleanest they've ever been, and they, quite frankly, should have been all along because they yeah, were but, nasty. But so talking about 
That's so, but just, kids don't see that it's temporary. They they are just like, oh my gosh, this is my permanent sentence. It's like, well, you know, and I think you know, the CDC left one thing off. Okay, because this goes along with what you're saying. Yeah. You know they you know they talk about you know take care of your emotional health. You know, get into a routine, take care of your body, limit TV watching, news. You know, uh, you know, make time to unwind, connect with others, connect with your community of faith. I added one. Okay, especially as it relates to your your children and your teens is is get curious, find out what's going on, you know, emotionally and mentally. Find out the message and the narrative that your kids are telling themselves when they hear the news of Hinojosa, you know, making this freaking bold statement. I'm I'm angry. <laughs> there's with the, him no, right no, now. there's the no filter. Yes. It's like, he loves I mean, you, though. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, but. Fuck. It's not your first you know, run in I with mean, him as a as a, a a parent of a DISD. But he he didn't even pause long enough to Tom. go. How is it going to affect all these kids? But get no. curious with what they're telling themselves about their you know superintendent for twenty three high schools well, and, and all. Fear's going to kick in not only for. Um, I mean, I don't think kids are looking at this as like, so wait, no school like. You know, they're tired of it. In in March, spring break, tr- Beck was kind of looking. Beck was like, "We're not going back to school after spring break." And he, he was like, he was cheering. Yes, but now Beck realizes the reality of it is that, um, you know, he his wheel started spinning as my entrepreneurial kid. He's like, "Oh my god, I can get a job! Like I can make money! Like he's so ready to be out of school and college and just be making money or whatever." Um, you know, he's, they aren't thinking straight. I said, no, if they do online school, it's going to be like the school year where you check in for class and you are. But what, what I think you were saying is yeah. he was excited at first. And then that wore off pretty quickly, yeah. like three weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, he, and then and he, he realized he couldn't really work because. But, but here's the, here's the deal. And it's like, I don't want to talk Sorry. too much about Beck, but I yeah. do want to say. He was doing good for three or four weeks. Oh, yeah. And then, man, our, and part of the reason we're talking about it, because we see it firsthand in our house. I would he agree. He went down. And it's yes. like, it's, and it's, I'm not faulting him, but we know, and, and our, our kid's pretty, he's a, he's a good kid. And I, I love my, my boys, but I know he went down into kind of a dark place and we see other kids and we, yes. we've talked to other parents and that's why, you know, doing some of these CDC uh, recommendations is good, but I want to add one and that is find out what your kids are telling themselves, find out the narrative, get curious. I do like this, this week. I know my anxiety came back. We were on vacation last week. We really didn't watch TV or news. No, we didn't. And then that was we awesome. get back here. And and, it, and by the way, on vacation, we were staying in a house. We went to the grocery store with masks like we would here. Yes. We cooked in. We socially distanced. Everything was kind of closed. We didn't go anywhere. We were doing the same thing there that we do here. It was just a change of scenery. And the TV was off. So It was the, like, you know, that's, that's where I know... We get back here, and I started reading my news feeds on my phone. I started watching the news. We knew that uh, coronavirus was blowing up here in Texas. Yes. But we go, okay, we checked out for a little bit. So going back to these recommendations is, you know, that kids are struggling. 
And how do you get curious? You know, that's where I want to, I want to encourage, you know, parents, you know, uh, relatives, what are you telling yourself? Do not go, oh, no, that's not right. Man, you know, identify and empathize. Yes. You know, it's like my responsible for two chart. Yes. And so that. And then there's also, um, I, I can't seem to do a podcast these days without bringing in the Enneagram <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but um, I think that um, you also need to look at your number and maybe figure out what your kids are because. I am a two, Beck is a two, um, and we are helpers. I am not a two. I know, hang two. on, and let me finish my thought. We're both helpers. And so I have learned after getting curious with Beck that he really worries about the world at large. And he, you know, I've talked about it before, when the hurricane happened in Houston, he wanted to get, get the boat and go, and, and he goes, these people need us. They need us in the water. I could see him being like, these, this, you know, COVID needs us, you know, absorbing it. Like, people need our help. Now, sixes generally are, can be kind of hypochondriacs. Um, or, and they're, they're Google seekers um, for medical advice. I'm trying not to breathe, and maybe that's Just the problem. Just open your mouth. Okay. Gosh, I'm sorry, everyone, audience. Um, but sixes are known for like Googling, they want answers to their questions. And so they're known for like Googling information and everything. And so I did read another article about a kid that was Googling everything, Googling his own symptoms. Um, he also spent hours every day worrying about the coronavirus, about his family's health, school, and his classmates. So we can't take that away from kids or teens. We have to teach them to realize what's truth and what's not. Okay, so that goes into what I'm saying about curiosity. I yeah, like how I you was, framed yes. it, framed that up. Because here's the deal. The natural response, I'm not saying it's I don't look at responses as good, bad, right, or wrong. But if if healthy or if, unhealthy. Yes. If I'm a parent of a kid that is obsessively, you know, that six enneagram and you know, Googling and, you know, looking for those bad symptoms is a lot of times as parents, what we would say is you shouldn't do that. Yeah. We should all over them. We, and what I want to say is don't should on your uh, kids or your spouse or your spouse. Just don't do it in general. Because shoulding is just a bad thing. Yes. You, you should do this. You should do that. You know, it just, it's one of those things that I fall prey to at times. Yeah, you do. You did it right when we got home <laughs> from vacation. <laughs> You should take uh, yeah. the dog out. You should do this. You, yes. you did four times. And I finally said something and I said, cut the demands. Yes, you're, you're correct. Yeah. And, and, and you, so. you just, you just buttoned up and left the room. It was like an admission of guilt. <laughs> guilt. Yes. yes. And I, I, I will take ownership there. And I know yeah. where, where I want to encourage, uh, families is when I say, get curious. Okay. Uh, you, you can come up with, you can ask a curious question you know, is this helping you to Google? You know, what are you getting out and that's of finding a kid, the that's symptoms? a kid that actually goes to his mom and says, Mom, I think I have, I think it was pleuritis. Yes. <laughs> and it, he said she's pleuritis. Like, really? What else have you read? And he said, it hurts when I breathe deep. And she said, really? What else have you read? And, then, and see, that's healthy right there. But, and then they're talking about most 
patients don't Google to diagnose their own anxiety, but anxiety can cause a mild headache that won't go away, outburst of anger, acting out, an inability to focus in school. Um, but we overlook these things in kids because they either don't tell us about it or they don't know what they're feeling. Um, and and we we will overlook it too because they get distracted. We talked at the very beginning about uh, kids gaming. You know our yeah. you know our older son who's in college. Oh my gosh. he'll game for hours. Yes, you know, and so it's like oh they they seem all right, but really that's just more to distract them. But I I like this episode. You know, share it with share it with your friends. Remember Visions Adolescent Treatment Center and and John Lieberman. Well, uh, yeah, and curious questions are. You know, a, a couple of curious questions are, um, you know, are you asking questions like, are you afraid? Yes. Are you put the feeling in there and ask them and have the And if they say, well, no, I don't know. Or I don't know, then help them identify yes. those. Feelings. And so yeah. those things can do that, you know, but uh, thanks again. Stay safe. Wear your mask inside, you know, spray down stuff. Um, let's, uh, Just stay safe. Let's figure out how to fight this thing. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye.